Hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're listening to this podcast episode. Welcome to Girl Stop Talking. I can imagine we have some new listeners this week, which I'm super excited about because of the guests that we have on. I, first of all, happy fucking Monday, bitches. It's going to be a great start of the week. I'm going to hold off my TSA for the um, solo episodes. We do have a guest on this week. She is Jordan Shea, formerly known as George Shea on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and OnlyFans. She is a makeup guru, inspiration, creative mind who is blowing up the beauty industry right now with her amazing creative looks on TikTok. I'm sure you guys have seen some of them like her UV clown looks, the rhinestone skull faces. She's literally spent so much time creating this content just to entertain people. And if you're new listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you share this with a friend, uh, post it on your Instagram, tag us. We always love to see when people love an episode. Today, we're literally diving in to uh, behind the scenes TikTok behind the scenes only fans. We talk about sex. We talk about makeup. We talk about mental health. And you really just get to learn about Jordan a little more on a personal level than maybe you see on some of these platforms that you followed her before. Uh, little do we know, little do you guys know, we're connected in kind of a crazy way, which we talk about that too. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to shout out our first sponsor. It finally happened. And I have a couple more coming, but our first sponsor is Get It Girl Beauty. Yes, that's my business. (laughs) My business is sponsoring my podcast. If you listen to this podcast, it's mainly female based. Um, However, if you're into beauty services that we provide, we're going to offer you 30% off of any beauty service, whether it's lashes, eyebrow, eyebrows eyebrows, facials, strip lashes, makeup for special events. Um, If you mention this ad from this podcast, you will receive 30% off when you get into Get It Girl Beauty. We are located in Chandler, Arizona, and the Instagram is Get It Girl Beauty with two Ys at the end of it. Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoy this episode just as much as I did. Girl, stop talking. All the shit that people are thinking but not saying. I'm not even like drunk. I've just been like drinking. Does my podcast offend you? Men, if you're listening, I apologize in advance. Women, hey bitches, are you ready? Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. The filters are like quote-unquote canceled people, so I have to be careful about what, what filters I use too now. Oh my god, really? Yeah. <laughs> That seems like so much to have to think about oh, when yeah. using Instagram. So like, what is, what are some of the filters you used to use that people are canceled? Um, I think one of the most common one was, I think it was called Bahamas, which was by. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I think he, that was the first one I tried to use. <laughs> probably, I, I probably, it, it still comes up on mine. Yeah. And I think he creates a lot of Wait, actual. Are, are you? Do you want to say it? The person who created it, or are I you? don't know his actual name. Oh, I think okay. It's, his, I think his name is like 
I don't know if it's Byron or Brian. It's something like along those lines. So why did he allegedly get canceled? I don't even know. Oh, I don't. I don't even have time to like look into all of look it. At, uh, yeah, because I mean, I hear about people every day. Yeah. Is it just so, something that your followers tell you? Like they notice the filter and then they'll like blow up, and then I'll notice it. You know, it will come up on my like my feeds, like from mutual people that I even follow. Oh, okay. So when I see like a majority of people, you just try to steer then clear. I just, yeah, at that point, I think we create so many fil- of the popular filters, which oh. is what I was going to say. It, like it probably that's why it stood out. Yeah, and it's that. like more common than not. Yeah, that's crazy. So well, since we're like talking about cancel culture, I guess already. <laughs> like I feel like we're like on the brisk of like two different generations like I feel like I'm right on the cutoff of I'm like a year before but I'll fucking take that year I'm not even gonna like one year before Gen Z and then like you grew up in the Gen Z like culture so like what could you describe like what cancel culture really is or why is it so important to this generation in your opinion I just think that um people in my generation like having an opinion yeah and I think a lot of people have made a point that people in my generation um, aren't afraid to stand up for themselves. And so that like kind of got to people's heads a little bit. Yeah. And people run with that. I think it's the whole thing is crazy with cancel culture. I personally don't believe in it because I don't think it gives the person an opportunity to do better. You know, it's just like, oh, like, fuck this person. I'm done with like, I'm not going to support them. I'm not going to. He's done. I'm not going to go to his page, whatever, which in a sense, I understand that, too. But I think it's like you're trying to like blacklist someone. And it's like, how does someone accept that they have done something wrong and then like make change and be better moving forward if they're like canceled? You know, well, and it doesn't work because they're still bringing attention to that person exactly but in a in a negative way but it's like you're still supporting them because they're they're still getting the views the content or like the backhanded support right and i've noticed that when those people that are quote-unquote canceled and they continue to make content then their content is an even bigger deal because they're still creating content through this yeah. cancel culture right right and it's getting almost more hype than the whole right like than them just living and trying to like do something positive with yeah. what they're doing interesting okay so i just started the recording because i felt like we were just going yeah. off yeah. <laughs> um but i really want to talk to you well first of all i always like to start the podcast with like how I met the person that I'm interviewing, <laughs> which is so random. So, well, we know each other. Basically, I know you from birth, yeah. which is so crazy. Um, but we've never really had like a relationship our whole lives until recently. Right. Um, so for everyone listening, Jordan, I always called her mom my aunt, which in reality me and Jordan aren't related whatsoever (laughs) it's really strange but your older brother is my cousin yeah so that's it's a long connection but basically we're I just treat her as family at this point and now uh we're working together which has been really cool oh my gosh it's been so fun I know it's been really it's just been awesome like getting to know you as a person you know because I've seen you obviously through like family events and all that but we have never been super close like I said right um and then obviously you blew up you know like last year year and a half ago on TikTok and I was always like sending you 
you little messages like just keep going yeah. girl it's gonna happen <laughs> like don't worry um and now I feel like we really get to get to know each other and yeah. I just think that's been awesome so how did you start getting into makeup in general well it, it's so funny because I like never lived by any of my friends mm-hmm. but I still and social media started probably growing like snapchat I want to say was when I was like in middle school and like beginning of high school when I really was like using snapchat and getting into social media a bit more and so because I couldn't go out with people I was on social media a lot gotcha and I didn't want to like be at home looking like I was doing nothing okay that's really how it started like so I would just be at home messing around with my makeup like I'm gonna get ready to go out even though I'm I didn't live by anybody so I didn't really like go out and do anything or hang out with people and then um that's kind of where I started to learn like the basics of it Mm -hmm. I was just doing like normal eyeshadow like really nude lipstick I wasn't really doing anything artistic with it and I had no intentions of it going anywhere either it was just something that I taught myself how to do right not I don't think that a lot of girls wore makeup at that time it definitely wasn't as big as it is now at least yeah I feel like I don't remember girls having like an everyday makeup routine or something at that time I feel like now middle schoolers do wear makeup I mean I don't know I (laughs) I don't know I feel like I've seen it but it's so crazy because you always see those memes where it's like this is me when I was 13 and then it's like a picture of like a baggy shirt with gauchos and etnies and then it's like this is 13 year olds now and they literally look like Instagram models yeah it's crazy it's pretty scary I'm not gonna lie I mean the standards the beauty standards for younger women I think with the way social media has gone like just taken off in like the last you know 10 years it definitely has increased a lot for more younger girls I think I think so too for sure and yeah okay so aside from that um I was in um cheer in high school so I was always doing makeup for them okay um and my friends would always ask me to do their prom makeup but still through all of this like it was just something that I was good at it wasn't something that I even knew I was still going to be like pursuing yeah um because like I said I was in sports at the time like I also was in art classes so really I thought that I was going to do anything along the lines of like arts okay something creative yeah yeah I didn't know what but I just that's I I never even had the intentions of ever going to university either so it's not like I really knew exactly what I was going to do but I knew I wasn't going like the traditional like route of college and education yeah and then um okay so I lost my dad too okay (laughs) and he was super artistic himself like he had a kiln in his room and he did all sorts of crazy things would make wind chimes out of broken glass bottles so I just like grew up around someone that was really creative yeah um and when I lost him like I was really I didn't even I don't really like really remember how I dealt with it besides like through makeup. Okay, was, so it was, it was an outlet for yeah. you. Yeah, and I don't even think I realized it was an outlet until like years later. Right, like looking back now. Yeah, I don't remember like specifically doing makeup because I was like down and depressed, but I do remember spending hours on it, and yeah. I remember that like helping 
kind of go through those emotions because yeah. almost in like it was like a healthy distraction right. to like get you through the emotions that you were going through at the time. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, it's crazy how we can bring like without even knowing it, you can create this whole different life for yourself out of something that like hurt oh yeah you know yeah and that is like definitely a really healthy outlet to go well and I always say I'm really lucky to have found like a healthy coping mechanism without intending to yeah and also as quickly as I did because I found makeup pretty much like at that same time of it happening Mm -hmm. so yeah I I mean I don't know what I would have done probably without it. I was painting at the time and I was doing other artistic things, but I think that's where I really like dug deep and started doing like things that were like crazy out of the box, not normal makeup looks. I was doing makeup looks inspired by paintings and album covers and like just like really putting all of my time into it. And I think my mind would just like completely go into the makeup and Mm -hmm. not worry about anything else. Right. So you started on YouTube. Oh, well, you started with the outlet through yeah. your through your loss of your dad, and then you went to YouTube, right? Yeah, I like maybe two videos. Okay, I well, I remember so clearly when you started that. I, I remember did. hearing yeah. your mom talk oh God, about it's it. So embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing you were trying to put yourself out there I mean look at how far you've come that was like yeah. the first start oh yeah I remember like you were you got like your backdrop and you were doing oh videos yeah. like I have this little flash of memory in my head <laughs> um and then you did you do anything on Instagram before you moved to TikTok or did you pretty much just once COVID well, happened go into TikTok I was kind of always on Instagram the Instagram that I have now that's my makeup Instagram is actually my original Instagram that I've had all through middle school and high school oh okay so I yeah I just completely converted it over to makeup and I still even have a like if you scroll all the way down I mean I still have a few like personal pictures from Mm -hmm. like in high school but I just kept the same Instagram I like I said it's kind of fun I'm happy that I have that Instagram still because you can kind of tell when my life kind of transitioned into makeup yeah because it's like i just went from this normal right teenage girl that's just in high school you know i hung out with friends here and there i was with family and um i was like hanging out with my brother and sister a lot and then all of a sudden you just see like a few makeup pictures on my little sister and then like a few on my friends and then a few on me and then all of a sudden it just like blossoms into this like whole page of like crazy makeup well and i think that's so cool that you do keep that on there because it's like sets a realistic standard of like look at like you can progressively see how you've gotten better like over the years and stuff it's not just looks of like okay like the last two years when you like really blew up and it's only that like you can see that transaction or transition through the couple of years yeah so I think that's super cool so why uh, tell us how your TikTok journey even began like what made you want to join TikTok and kind of walk us through that a little bit so I had um I was working at a restaurant as a hostess for probably about a year and a half and I had a coworker who just she had some family in town who were on social media themselves and um she invited me to this party and to meet them and because she knew that I was into makeup and I was just posting on Instagram and Twitter at the time was kind of big for makeup it still kind of is but um not as much I feel like it's kind of dying down but I was posting a lot on there and they the the I'm trying to remember what it was 
There was a, a clown check trend going around by mm-hmm. Avani, and they were like, you would be so perfect at this. You should download TikTok, and you should make this video. I bet it would blow up. And I knew my little sister at the time had used it because prior to TikTok, it was, I think, Musical.ly. I don't even actually right. personally know. Yeah, it was Musical.ly, I think, was the big one. And then before Musical.ly, it was Dub Smash. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So those were kind of like the... Um, the voiceover like video apps. Right. So for me, it was weird that I didn't have a social media app that these people were telling me to like download and make that I knew my younger sister had. Right. So at first I was like, I didn't do it for a couple weeks and then I finally downloaded it and I just like remember at the time I was doing makeup on my floor and I <laughs> had done the makeup look and I filmed the video and it was so cringy to me. I could not <laughs> believe I just did it. <laughs> I, I wish I still had it up. I unfortunately don't have that video up. I still have a lot of my first videos, but not that one. But I remember like I didn't even want to advertise it on my Instagram at all because I still had a lot of people that I don't know that I went to high school with that I just didn't really want to see that video. Yet yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot for me at the time. So when, what was it like that blew you up on TikTok? How long, wait, first of all, how long did it take of having your TikTok before like you started going viral? So that was August of 20, wait, let me think 2020. Okay. That I downloaded TikTok. Gotcha. So it was right in the tail of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, or no, 2019, sorry. Okay. It was prior. Gotcha. 2019. And, um, Euphoria started two months after that. Okay. I believe, yeah, in like October or something, September. Mm -hmm. Euphoria had just started and I had already followed the main makeup artist, prior to even seeing the show. So I was really familiar with her work and I've already recreated a lot of her like rhinestone looks. So I jumped on the Euphoria makeup like right as it, I feel like came about. Gotcha. And like I said, that was only two months after starting my TikTok account. And those videos blew up instantly. Uh I mean, I remember my first video getting 30,000 views. Wow. And then... I just was only doing Euphoria makeup at that time. I think my by my second video, I got 500,000 views. And like from there is just when my account started blowing up. Okay, so it was pretty soon once you started TikTok. Yeah, it was really fast. I don't feel like I've always seen it that fast for people though. Right, right. And then you kind of found like your own niche inside of it, which is like, what do you like doing the most um, content for on there? It's such a I've had such a big mix now I feel like yeah. because I do the rhinestone makeup, I do the UV makeup, which, which is, is all, so fun. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. And then which is mixed with the clown makeup, which mm-hmm. is kind of a weird like specific thing that I've only built on TikTok. I don't really even share a lot of that on Instagram. So gotcha. that's kind of a, a weird thing too is I have this like different makeup style on TikTok opposed to my Instagram. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I feel like on your Instagram, from what I've seen, there's a lot more of like the rhinestone and more technical, like editorial looks. Yeah. Yeah, That I feel like are more photographable than opposed to the clown looks are more like best for videos. Right. So yeah, the clown looks, I feel like, yeah, they're all, all the ones that are the most successful end up 
being my favorite. <laughs> right. No, that's really awesome. I think it's it I think it's hard for people to like step outside of the box or like not like do find things that are original to them. Yeah. So like the fact that you were able to grow this account so quickly and then figure out like, okay, what is it like that I like to do and what do I want to do? And you yeah. kind of found even if they are separate on different platforms, you found those right. looks that you can continue to be creative in. So what's like one piece of advice that you would give someone on TikTok to help uh, grow their account, uh, grow their account, sorry. Oh my gosh, this is the number one question I get asked, I think, every single day. Good, well, give us the fucking tea, girl. Let's hear it. This is for your the people that are inspired by you and oh want to know more, you know? I'm still learning myself every day, like the ins and outs of TikTok. Yeah. I mean, I, really, I don't think anybody actually knows. Like the algorithm and yeah. how it works. Yeah. I don't think anybody actually knows. Um... And I think the tips that I have, I, I don't think that they, I want to say they're necessarily for TikTok specifically because I don't really know for TikTok. Right. But I think that this can be really helpful and for any platform. Um, but my biggest thing I've noticed is, and this is why, this is kind of going back to keeping up my old pictures and keeping up my old looks, is my number one thing has been recreating my first few looks or my old looks um, every year. Okay. Because not only do I do it better, but I almost always find a way to add to it or take away and almost transform it into a whole new look. And that creates an original idea, which is what everybody's looking for. Right. Is original ideas. Right. That's what sets you apart. Okay. So, and everyone always asks me, how do you, well, how do you come up with all of, you know, how do you come up with your ideas? Cause that's, that's what makes you successful is yeah. obviously what you're putting out your right. ideas and, um, coming up with like my chain looks, my, my full face rhinestone looks like nobody has ever done those things before. Dude, they're insane. Like, no, but I had never seen anything like the things I had done. Yeah ever what? and now I see them every day yeah all over well okay so I have a question side note about the rhinestone the skull one that yeah. you did did you have to sleep in that before like finishing it because didn't you say it took like 18 hours or something that one took 26 but that Holy one I shit. I that was the first rhinestone look I had ever done and I didn't sleep at all oh my god I never thought I would do another rhinestone look after that one you're like I'm done <laughs> so intense like way too straining and I remember that I had done two after that I've only ever done three full face ones I still have yet to do another one because they really are just like way too intense do you like take you have to take breaks right so are you including the 26 hours as a whole like with your breaks and everything that's full doing makeup oh fuck yeah so I think that one was like probably close to like 30 hours like like filming in total oh my god um and then I've had that the second one I planned and I did end up sleeping like halfway through I think both the 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 second two that I had done after that I took naps and I have to plan it accordingly to where I can eat yeah but then I have the part where I cover my mouth right so I that's when it's like time sensitive per se because you get hungry and you get antsy and you want to get it off your mouth. And yeah. Like, well, and just tired. So you're really like putting tired, your all yeah. into this. You're like, I'm not sleeping. I'm not oh, eating. Like, yeah, it has my whole life and soul right now. Yeah, for it, these looks. And it's not even just me, too, because it's like I have a boyfriend and, yeah. you know, he has kids at home. And yeah. so it's it's not only am I 
taking 26 hours of my day but you know there's people around me too that it's like I work it's from home day. so it's yeah. yeah it's it's not just a lot on me but it's a lot around I work from home so yeah. it's not like I'm just I can do that all the time right exactly well what's one thing you wish you knew before you became a public figure Hmm. <laughs> really trying to get in get in your mind and like get people to see you know like this personable side of you that maybe well I know, oh, I know. You, you put a lot on TikTok I think but also I think this is like a completely different platform where it's like oh, it's just yeah. us talking but then we're gonna have tons of people listening oh, also yeah. you know um oh my gosh I don't know oh, that's a good question okay so I think there is this huge stigma behind people that are influencers. They make this crazy amount of money. Okay. And and they don't. And they don't. Always. Okay. okay. There are really lucky people and fortunate people. I personally, and this might honestly, some people might not agree with this, but yeah. I think that the people that don't work as hard make the most money. Oh. And that doesn't mean that they don't work. Yeah. Or work quote unquote work hard right but I do think that the and I want to say honestly artists themselves specifically don't make as much as some other content creators that are not artists okay if that makes sense okay do you could you explain like a little more so I mean and obviously people are gonna this is where people are gonna probably get mad but the people (laughs) that like just dance on there and really just you know like do funny videos and and memes or whatever and you know they're not I don't call that art right they might yeah but I don't call that art but yeah. and I don't think that they're not working either because I think it's more of like a specific like niche in the whole TikTok thing right. where it's like you know it, it's like it's definitely still creative there's a creative side to it because not right. everyone's a fucking dancer you know what I mean yeah. but I understand where you're coming from where you're like it's not like it's not art like yeah. in the way that you do your art and I and I mean and I don't even want to say like and I have to be careful when I say dancers because there's people that create dances and that's art yeah but people that take a 15 second dance and copy it right and and then that's their quote-unquote content yeah um that I don't I think that and that's what I was gonna say is that I don't think that they don't work either because they put time into their editing they put time into film you know I don't think that they don't deserve their money but then there's artists that who can spend 26 hours on a 15 second video yeah and probably not even make any money for it yeah that's crazy yeah um so how do you make money on tiktok uh so well at first i was making money on the creator fund okay that was my first form of payment which is not common usually people get brand deals first but tiktok creator fund came out like right when i blew up okay and what is that exactly for the people that don't know they pay you based off of your views and supposedly like your engagement comments likes um i think it's something like two cents per a thousand views something like that something crazy like that that is crazy um yeah and but they kicked me out of it like a month ago oh that's (laughs) annoying because i got i got reports on my account but i've never had videos really taken down i've never had my account suspended so i just don't it was such a random thing and i can't appeal it either yeah so that's what i'm gonna say is people that think they can make a lot of money all of a sudden it gets taken away yeah it's not like a real source of income yeah generally yeah you kind of have to like it's like almost a place where you can start and then hopefully like with it being the start like more things you're open up to to more things coming in you have to build off of that 
you have to find ways to reach out to other platforms and see like where do i want to take this what do i want to do yeah dude freaking instagram has grounded me right (laughs) now yeah from uh getting paid to do reels because they gave me that option like back in december which has been a really nice like extra source of income yeah they gave you a pretty good like range yeah I, I can make up to twelve hundred dollars a month i haven't gotten over 300 and you i have think how many followers uh right now i think i have like 11 six yeah um which is that's really good it's crazy and that was literally just came from reels on instagram i literally i had one reel go viral over last summer and i went from four thousand followers to almost nine thousand in literally like 20 days yeah it was insane and then it kind of slowed down again and then last December I had another one uh go viral it was like it was the one with it was like someone's voice this one was just a voiceover which is so crazy although I feel like I am See, queen of voiceovers but that's what you mean is like even you could admit yourself is yeah. some content that you've just done so simply yes. has like really transformed no it literally has then I went from it was someone else's and it was a girl from TikTok but the sound got on Instagram and it was like just got my nails done <laughs> eee! you know they look a lot better wrapped around someone's dick and then it cuts off and then in the video I did like a dick suck motion and of course <laughs> it went viral yeah. probably because of that and I got like a, a more like thousands of other dirty men so then it went from like 9,000 to eleven six, basically overnight like it was crazy but like you said yeah that was someone else's content that I just did a voiceover for yeah and I do feel like I am queen of voiceovers I'm really <laughs> fucking are. good at them <laughs> I love them uh, but even when I do that because I do like to create creative content as well and even if it is that one's a little different but even some of the voiceovers I do I always try to create my own video from it like yes it might be someone else's right. sound but I want to try and do something that like isn't going viral or like isn't what the person made the sound for yeah. so it still is a form of like being creative right. yeah yeah okay so um I kind of wanted to talk about I wanted to like dive into like the mental health side a little bit. I know we've talked a lot about um, kind of what am I trying to say? I know we've talked that saying like we were going to kind of go into that on the podcast. Um, How do you feel that being so open and vulnerable on social media has affected like your mental health or has it? Um, I don't think it's made any difference in my mental health. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I think that's surprising because my, what I'm struggling with mentally, like are way bigger issues. Okay. Gotcha. My social media life. So do you typically, cause I know some, like a lot of people tend to get a lot of hate online. Like, do you get that hate from people online? I personally, I'm lucky. I don't, I have, and I think it's, I have a 98% following of women. Okay. Is, I mean, what my your quote unquote say, say yeah. yeah uh and i feel like a lot of the people that say they have hate is they always say it's for men yeah like, always that's literally me <laughs> i mean obviously there are the few women out there that bring down other women but i feel like honestly we've gotten a lot better about that in the past few few years yeah. about women empowering women and you know being, being there for each other so i don't feel like it's as common as men i still feel like there's a lot of insecure men out there and i don't honestly have a lot of that um 
so I'm lucky I don't get a lot of hate and I feel like when I talk about mental health and stuff like that I do get a lot of good advice but I've also been dealing with this for such a long time right and I don't feel like anything that I've really ever heard on social media isn't anything I've ever heard before okay. from I've, I've been I've luckily seen professionals you know I've seeked professional help I've seen all sorts of people so I don't feel like I've ever found something that's necessarily helped me but I've never also been put down by what people have said right so that's why I don't feel like it's affected me yeah well I think that's crazy because I don't think a lot of people would be able to say the same honestly because I don't either yeah you are very vulnerable like especially on TikTok like you really put a lot out there and like you don't hide your emotions when Mm -hmm. it comes to things that you're going through and yeah I think part of that is like really great because I think in my personal experience, like a lot of the women in my life are very closed off and shut down and they don't know how to be vulnerable, even with people that they call their best friends, right? which is crazy. So yeah. I think for a woman, like it's good to see like other women like kind of expose themselves in that way a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's also being just like, I think that's why people like me too, is because I'm really realistic about it is, and I think a lot of people will actually relate to this is you can have a a hundred people comment that they're there for you and you be aware that they're there for you but still feel lonely and like that's okay to feel lonely even when you have a hundred people saying that they would be there to listen to you and talk to you and do whatever they want for you yeah yeah it's and i think people have feel like they have to feel okay because they have a huge amazing support system yeah but sometimes it's okay to not be okay yeah there's actually a song that says that (laughs) it's okay not to be okay yeah i'll I'll show you later okay yeah (laughs) i listen to it when i'm sad and i'm like okay i'm like it's okay i'm gonna cry Uh, oh that's gosh. funny <laughs> music is a big part of it actually when mental health really got bad that was actually something i had to like step away from oh really was music do yeah. you feel like the music affected more of like you being sad because yeah, you kind of wanted to like like roll in it like well cause it's also i feel like that's everyone's number one source or like that's, outlet yeah so yeah. it's outlet is yeah. people always say music and for me music was like a huge trigger because yeah. just I feel like I could relate to something or just feel like triggered by something in a song right. yeah 100% there's so much music out there yeah well and I feel like when you're going through it like especially if you're like sad okay like if you're sad sometimes you're just like I want to be sad so I'm gonna listen to sad shit yeah you know and that doesn't make you feel better no no I like I mean there were times where I would just literally like not even listen to music driving yeah like I do that a lot just because I couldn't yeah I, I say I do that a I lot, said, not because I'm the sad whole a lot, car drew, like crying. <laughs> no, <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah, well, I love that you are so open about your mental health. I think that's like I said, I think that's amazing, especially because it's hard. It's one of the hardest things for people to do in general. Yeah, not even being on a, a public platform. Yeah. you know. And I do know that a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of people do say that it helps them. So it's not. Although I don't feel like I've necessarily benefited it benefited from it myself right. i do see a lot of other people that feel less alone when they hear me talk about it which is nice yeah so no that's nice. good well i hope people can take you know something from this too and yeah. um you know some of the things you said and kind of take that with them as well yeah um okay i want to get into something a little more sexy yeah uh, <laughs> 
um we're on limited time so i want to like jump into it because uh this is a sex podcast so um enough about everything else we (laughs) i we maybe but also i want to know you're on OnlyFans, correct yeah okay why did you decide sorry mom no (laughs) oh my god we can give her like a warning before (laughs) i know she she probably won't even listen yeah we'll be like okay at 30 30 minutes (laughs) auntie mo you can't listen anymore and if i'm giving my mom a warning and you feel like this might apply to you too then probably time to go (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay so why did you decide to start your OnlyFans? um I, I don't know. I just wanted to. Okay. A lot of people, I feel like, I mean, I've seen a lot of people doing it. Yeah. I think over COVID, everyone was like, how can we make more money? Let's yeah. just start OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously money was a factor. Yeah. Like, wh- why not make more money if I'm, I'm already working from home? Right. You know, it's an easy thing for me to just do. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun. I had no problem, like, taking pictures of myself and, you know, doing those things. Right. And now I have like this whole world of like matching my makeup to fun outfits. And oh, and using that content on OnlyFans. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So uh, before we, because I do have a question, I want to ask something specific about that, but I kind of wanted to uh, shine some light on the fact that you did say you have a boyfriend. Yeah. So how does um, it affect your relationship with your boyfriend or does it? It doesn't. And I feel like that's everyone's number one question too, yeah. which is so funny because... It, like it's not his only fans and i feel like everyone always wants to ask about him oh gotcha and he's you know like so supportive okay. he's obviously he's featured in some of my content okay so, so you guys do it together yeah and also like he didn't even question it when it was like first brought up okay um, I think that takes a lot for a man to be okay with something like that. But I do think like maybe it's a different factor because he's in it as well. So it probably as soon as I say that people are like, oh, okay, well, that right. Makes more sense. So does he do you like um, do you pay him out for him being a part of your project? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't like write him a check or anything. But (laughs) thank you for your service. <laughs> the service was already paid <laughs> with the content. That was I just me. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you're like, you're welcome. I made you come. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I'm like such a giver too when it comes to like just like I, when I shop, I'm never shopping for myself. Gotcha. I'm always shopping for other people. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, and he works so hard too. Yeah, like, right. I mean, he works, I think literally yesterday he worked from 7.30 in the morning until like midnight. Oh my God. So like crazy hours. And he pays his fair share too, you right. know, with bills and things like that. Like we take our, like good care of each other. I feel like we're really good about like, I take care of him. He takes right. care like of me the and 50/50. it just feels, yeah. And it just feels normal. Normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I just lost my train of thought what kind of content are you putting on OnlyFans? Do you have like limits to anything or are you just like full balls to the wall? Um, I like, I filmed some with my boyfriend. I do like just solo work of myself. I was doing like a little bit of custom work, but I'm not really doing that so much anymore. I'm just having fun with like creating with my makeup. Like I said, matching to like lingerie. Okay. Um, like pattern outfits are really fun. Like holidays have been really fun. Yeah. My makeup for like Valentine's day or even like St. Patrick's day. Um, things like that. 
Um, I filmed with a few girlfriends of mine. Okay, and we're doing well, one you're doing of mine. full nude content. Yeah, full nude. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. Good for you. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> That's and, I mean, amazing. And sometimes, like, I'll even put like, um, just like stupid like makeup con like i could even just put a selfie on there if i wanted to right right i don't even have to do full nude if i don't want to yeah like some days i'm just i'll just post oh look how cute my outfit was today right you know like it's also just exclusive content Mm -hmm. so it's like stuff that you normally wouldn't post put post wow on your (laughs) (laughs) no no, you would not put your post on instagram that was great wow um so moving forward um you mentioned that you get to kind of bring in some of your creative makeup looks into your OnlyFans content um what specifically are you doing with that or is this is it like a fetish for people that yeah I was gonna say I think it kind of I think it's kind of like established like a little bit of a kink for people. And it's what what stuff is that specifically? Uh, they just like they want to see my makeup look just completely messed up and oh, okay. like they want to see the aftermath of the makeup looks like the behind the scenes or you know um, or even just like I said matching to outfits is like huge like people will want to order from like my Amazon wish list and pick the outfit and then oh. me like match my makeup to that okay or cool. like I mean I have people like request what look they want me to put on yeah like so it can really be anything just right makeup wise so do you feel like you make do you make more um money from OnlyFans than you do from like being an, a makeup influencer online I haven't been doing it long enough to say that yet okay because I've only been doing it since I mean, really, I've been doing it on and off for a year, but consistently since November. Okay. But I will say I've been making money. F- I made money right off the bat faster with so, with OnlyFans. Gotcha. Like, I was able to start making money right away. Right. But I don't know if it's consistent yet. Okay. Like, it, it's pretty steady. And from what I've heard, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and ask for advice on growing their OnlyFans. So, I've, at first, I didn't know if I was doing, quote, unquote, good yeah. for where I am or, like, if it's slow for me. Um, but a lot of people ask me, like, how can I promote myself? How do I grow it? So, I I guess. Yeah, you're doing pretty I'm good. I'm doing good. So, yeah. when people ask you that, how do you how do you respond to them? Oh, I'm really straight up with I don't know. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. It's really hard. Yeah. It actually is really hard. I mean, you think it'd be easy to like you just take a picture of your pussy and put it on online, your, online and call it a day, but it's really not that easy. Right, cuz then you have to like full on like entertain people too. It's not just the posting, it's like um answering messages and talking to them yeah. and um yeah, I I hopped on that for a very short period of time. It did not last very long. Um I wasn't doing nude content, but I think it everything just kind of became too real for my boyfriend and so I decided to kind of pause until I can figure out a way where we're both comfortable with like jumping into that um what's the weirdest thing you've gotten asked to do on OnlyFans oh my gosh I mean I really just get like I mean I mean I've heard the worst of the worst I feel like I'm sure every girl every sex worker probably has right I mean there's I don't even know if I can say it just be honest okay 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 so yeah i mean i get anything from animal play okay. is surprisingly like a big one like with real animals or like fluff like dressing real up as animals it. dressing up as it which i'm personally not into but yeah. um 
that and then yeah the rape kinks is huge um that's crazy that's i know it's definitely like a fetish like it's talked about all the time but obviously when you're doing like a kink like that you have to have consent from both people right and i think something that it really comes from is like it's giving up like all full control it's like for someone that's being super submissive or wants to be super submissive and then um family play which i think is also really just not i'm not into that either <laughs> that, I, mean, I was Personally. listening yeah i was listening to another i do follow some people that do that so really? i don't know i was listening to another podcast and they were talking about that too a girl from only fans and she said that um well i guess one the girl who was talking about it she fucked her cousin like legitimately her cousin yeah and like she's like that's where i make my most money i'm like that's crazy i'm sure yeah i do get like a lot of like piss stuff but I don't do that either, really. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> have you? Have you before? No. Okay. <laughs> I you, just like I'm just thinking. It's so funny because I feel like if I didn't have three million followers, yeah. on TikTok, yeah. like I probably, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't mind doing it. But that is something that like comes into factor with like right. things that like you're like people are gonna I know. Do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like anything that I post like they're gonna know yeah and I think the weird thing about OnlyFans is like you don't know who these people are because a lot of the accounts there's no photos they're anonymous it's just like user three one four five six seven you know no I know I don't know what's weirder that or when people really just don't even care and they put their full name and they're like hi <laughs> they're like subscribing <laughs> I don't know I, th- I feel like I would feel more comfortable knowing because I mean I don't know about you but like half of my exes legally aren't allowed to talk to me (laughs) and so I feel like if I had like a moving platform like I don't know if that's the ex that I had to put a restraining order on like how would I know that you know or like I don't know it's a little strange I feel like the anonymous thing I get why it's anonymous but it is strange to like not even have like a picture to the name or the username that's like one thing for me that was like really yeah really weird it is really weird um so how do you handle the pressure of providing content for each of these platforms i'm honestly really bad at it i feel like you feel like you're bad at Late, it? lately i feel like i've been well i don't i honestly feel like my i'm lucky my supporters don't necessarily put this pressure on you on me of having to put out content and instead when i do put out content and when they notice that i'm finally putting content out after having like a little bit of an off time they're really supportive or like they'll point out like i literally just posted um some tiktoks yesterday after not posting for a little bit and some were like oh it's so good to see you again or see you posting again or you know they don't ever like where are you or we you know I don't feel like they ever come down on me about posting which is really good yeah but I almost do feel like it makes me a little bit comfortable to not have to do it have to do it right which is that's just being realistic because I don't really feel like I have this demand to put my content out all the time yeah well it's I know even for me and I'm just on Instagram right now and sometimes I do feel like okay damn I haven't like posted I try and post on my story every day but it's not always like things that people can engage in and then there's like 24 hours where I don't post on my story and I'm like oh my god I need to post something to entertain these people and then but I'm like in a bad mood or I don't have like anything creative I'm not feeling creative and then I'm like fuck and even just I feel like even just doing social media with my everyday life, it, it's like 
sometimes it does put like pressure on me so I can imagine having like all of these platforms because you have Twitter OnlyFans TikTok Instagram yeah and And I just I just filmed a YouTube video yesterday that will be my god soon so I'll have that too and then it's like since being on Twitter I've had and like OnlyFans there's obviously lots of media sites that you can sell content on right so I've had a few companies reach out that want me to come on there and be a creator on there so it's like i have a few other things like in the works that God, there's so much i mean really yeah there is so much social media and but i think that's where pay doesn't become as consistent because right. like it's very easy to make like a brand deal could you know be a couple hundred dollars or you know a couple thousand dollars and then it's easy to just be like i don't have to work now every single day but i think that right. if you do treat it like I, I would like to be able to start treating it like a, I have to get up and do this every single right. day. Or at least like I need to post something like one yeah. thing or do content like five days a week right. or four days a week right. or something like that. Yeah. So right now you don't really have like a system that you do. You no. just kind of it's like. It's in the works. But yeah. I, I'd rather get them all planned out and situated than like just try and like start here and there. So like Instagram, I've got totally like a full schedule. I've got TikTok a full schedule. Now it's just like mixing in because it's I have to like plan my OnlyFans along with makeup. Right. So it's like planning two different. It's like coordinating and scheduling all of your systems. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have two different kind of makeup styles between the two platforms. Right. So bouncing like back between those. So yeah just getting all planned out okay well i think it's you're doing big things like you've come so far (laughs) in the last couple of years but after like going viral and all that and you're putting yourself out there and doing all these platforms um is there anything that you feel like i didn't ask you or you wanted to like touch base on before we wrap it up I don't think so okay is there anything you want to say to your people that are listening or like give them any any tips on to you know to kind of be putting themselves out there if they're wanting to like be an online personality yeah I guess I feel like another thing I get asked every day is like how I stay motivated to just like keep going because obviously I talk about how horrible TikTok has kind of been with pay and taking me out of the creator fund and you know like you talking yourself with Instagram not paying you and um, I think just like I don't think really any of us started social media with the intentions of making money so keep that intention do it because you want to do it and you're having fun doing it not because there's like a paycheck at the end of it I like that a lot Okay, girl. Well, thanks for freaking coming on. Oh, this was great. It was a nice little inside scoop on getting <laughs> to know people, maybe getting to know you a little more. Yeah, this was fun. Um, do you want to plug yourself really quick before you go? Gosh. Okay. okay. My, oh, I don't even know. Hang on. <laughs> I had to change. I tried to change them all to be like somewhat, similar. Yeah. Cause I wanted them to be easy. Okay. Is it on? Yep. Okay, so Instagram is Jord Shea, J-O-R-D-S-H-E-A, and that's the same for Twitter and TikTok, actually. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then how can people find you on OnlyFans? I think you have to go through my Twitter for that. Okay. That's the only way. There's a link on Twitter. Yeah, and I believe OnlyFans is the same username as well. Okay, perfect. Easy. Yeah, so it's Jord Shea um, on all platforms. All platforms. Um and go follow her if you aren't already and send her a sweet note okay okay see ya bye are you still talking girl stop talking